Hey, David Allen here from Confession Radio and the Podcast Whisperer. I am so excited today to tell you guys about Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm gives you all the tools that you need to create your own podcast. And the best part, it's free. You can monetize from it. You have creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And it will distribute as well to all the major podcast websites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those amazing, amazing podcast platforms. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Listen closely and you'll hear the sound of the Podcast Whisperer. David Allen challenges you to learn what it takes to be a world-class podcaster because everyone has a story to tell. Are you confused about podcasting? What is it anyways? How do you even get started? I'm David Allen, and in this week's episode of the Podcast Whisperer, I invited podcast expert who wrote many articles about these very questions, including Rockstar's Guide to Becoming a Podcast Influencer, 50 Ideas That You Should Try, and my favorite, podcast interview questions you should be asking. Please welcome from podcast.co, Laura Beth. Welcome to the show, Laura. Hiya. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you come from in podcasting. So I'm based in Manchester, United Kingdom. You can probably tell that from the accent. (laughs) We'll never have guessed. (laughs) Yeah, just about, something like that. And uh, I work for a company called Podcast.co. We do many things here at Podcast.co. So as you were saying before, we do all the blog posts. We basically teach people how to get into podcasting, how to improve the podcast that they're making, Um, We have everything from absolute beginners accessing our content to people who have fully-fledged podcasts who are doing really well. You can always learn new things, but we also have quite a few services. So we have podcasting studios here in Manchester that we offer out to people and people can come and record their podcasts with us. We offer a producer, we edit, we do all that kind of thing, sort of take it all off your hands if you need that to be done. Uh, We also have a podcasting hosting site that's in beta at the moment, so people can use it, upload their podcasts and try it out for free before then eventually we roll it out properly when all the uh, bugs and things have been fixed. That's also amazing. And and it really is. Podcast.co is definitely a great resource uh, for, like she said, beginners and, and experts like myself. I've been doing this since 2009, so... And I've watched the the progression of podcasting, and it has has grown into such a such a great market these days. How long have you been doing podcasts? Well, I because I do also work in radio as well, so I did my degree actually in radio. Uh, I only I graduated last year, but we had to make a lot of podcasts for that over the years that we were there. So I've been doing podcasting probably for about ooh, five or six years now. Wow, that's awesome. And I also have a background in radio too. So it's so funny seeing the progression of people go from radio into podcasting. And it's great to talk to a a fellow broadcaster who has done Trust Your Radio. Tell me the difference, in your opinion, the difference between like a radio and a podcast show. Well, obviously, unless of of course you're pre-recording radio, uh, radio (laughs) is usually live. So if you make mistakes, they're there forever. (laughs) Yeah. You can uh, you can take them away, you can edit them, you can do what you want. But also, it's I think it's a lot easier to start a podcast. 
you only need very, very basic equipment. You can have access to free platforms like SoundCloud and put your podcasts on there. And it's really good for businesses, for um, YouTubers, for celebrities, for TV shows. They all seem to branch off into podcasts because it's a little bit more content on the side that you might not necessarily get elsewhere. So obviously starting a radio show is a bit excessive, but starting a podcast, that's really easy to do. And it can really help you with your reach, uh, getting new people to come to your, to your business or come to your um, YouTube site or whatever. Right. And it's it's like you said, it's more on demand, too. And the thing I find different is is clearly, you know, you could say what you want and it's not so... Um, it doesn't have to be so framed. It doesn't have to be so like segmented. It, it could be, you know, five minutes. It could be five hours if you really want it to be. I, I don't know who would talk for five hours, but there's people who do it. And, you know, I, I feel that the same way about, you know, and the on demand is what's so great. I love podcasting because it's not catch me live. And if you didn't hear it, then, oh, well, you'll, you'll catch next week episode. So I, I love podcasting for that reason. Oh, yeah, it's out there forever. Funnily enough, when you were saying uh, who would talk for five hours, I think the longest podcast ever is about three days long. It Holy was, crap. I know. It was part of some kind of uh, you know, like world record thing that they were trying to break. And yeah, it's about three days long, the longest podcast, funnily <laughs> enough. How, what could you possibly talk about for three days? Like I, I, I love to talk, but I, I don't think I could do that for three days. I have no idea, and I've not listened to it because I've not had three days spare to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have three days either because you know we we all got lives, we all got things going on. But that's awesome, though. I mean, damn, that's that's got you got to be ultra creative to do something like that, to, especially to hold like an audience uh, attention. I mean, I I don't know, that's crazy. I I can't sit for fifteen minutes, never mind three days. I know. Yeah, imagine I'd get a bit hungry and want to go to the toilet and stuff in that time. Or at least you'd think so. I don't know how that works, actually thinking about it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Three days. So let's talk about the progression of podcasting, like the stages. The first stage is obviously getting started. And I'm seeing a lot more people who are very hesitant to get into this game because they're, you know, they're worried about the tech part of it. They're worried about, you know, how am I going to produce and how is it going to sound and how do you do this stuff? So let's talk about the beginning stages. What would you recommend somebody do when they want to think about getting into podcasting? Well, uh, come to us and look at our stuff on podcast.co. That's a definite good start. But in terms of equipment, equipment doesn't have to be fancy at all. You can get USB microphones online for about Thirty, forty dollars. I've seen ones as cheap as thirty dollars. They just plug into your laptop that I assume you already have, and then headphones. Most people have headphones anyway, but if you haven't got any yet, again, you can get some pretty decent standard ones for around thirty dollars. So you could get started straight away. Um, in terms of where you actually record into Audacity, Audacity is completely free. You can use that to record and edit your podcast afterwards. So there's lots of options there. You, you really do not have to be. In fact, if you really wanted to, you could just record into your phone. People have done. It's really not uncommon to do that. Um, but you can you can do what you want, essentially. Um, and if you're thinking, oh, I don't know what to, what to actually make a podcast about, whatever you want. There's podcasts about absolutely everything out there. And I'm not joking, from crime to fashion to sport there's everything in between 
And the best thing to do is just look at what your strengths are, what you're knowledgeable about and go from there, work on that. I know when I started, I was scared too. You know, I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to do this by myself. You know, it's in hearing your own voice, you become your own critic and, you know, and, and there's even podcast shows about podcast shows, which is funny. It's because what we're doing right now, but I think that, you know, the biggest fear comes from within ourselves because we don't feel that we're good enough. But what I keep trying to tell everybody and, you know, is that your message, there's somebody out there waiting to hear that and you can't hold it back any longer. You have to put it out there. Uh, podcasting such a huge thing now. We're coming up to an era right now where it's going to be bigger than radio. It's going to be bigger than most of the the things that, I mean, over 50% of, of people consume podcasts now. And that's that's a huge number that has grown in the last 10 years. Get your stuff. It's it's very inexpensive to start, and all it costs is, is your time. And your time can turn into you know something, some big career. I mean, Joe Rogan. Look at him. He's like the king of podcasting, and he started out on a TV show. That's it. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people, as you said before, oh, I don't know what I'd talk about for an hour because you know there's a lot of podcasts that are an hour, an hour and a half. It doesn't need to be. There's again, there's podcasts right at the other end of the spectrum to the to the three days that I was talking about that are a minute long. Um, you can really do as much or as little as you like. And there's a lot of very uh, popular podcasts uh, such as like uh, Potterless, um, Minds of Madness, My Dad Wrote a Porno, all those kind of ones where they started off doing maybe half an hour episodes. And as they've gone on and as their popularity has, has increased and as they've kind of had more things to talk about, they've gone to an hour, an hour and a half long episodes. So, yeah, don't be daunted by the fact that you need to fill a certain amount of time. Start with what you're comfortable with and then gradually build that up if you think you need to. So now we've got started. We've built the self-confidence. We got the show out there. Is the reach a lot of uh, the second thing that I've seen a lot of on, on the internet, uh, the biggest question is, what if I'm not getting the listeners I want? So what is your advice to people who are just starting out who are not like, they're thinking in their mind, oh, I'm going to get a 1000 downloads, a million downloads, and they don't. So how, how do they become undiscouraged? Well, there's a lot of ways to get more listeners. First things first is you've got to find out who your target audience are. So if you've got a podcast, say about food, and it's about sort of beginners learning how to cook. You need to kind of look and go, right, who are beginners learning how to cook? And then when you've figured out who those people are, so they might be, I don't know, students who've gone off to university and it's the first time that they're cooking, or people who've lived with a partner and then the partner's not there anymore and, you know, they're older and, and now they've had to learn how to cook. So it's identifying those groups and then looking for where they tend to sort of congregate most. So in terms of like social media, uh, young people often use sort of Instagram, Snapchat more than they do Facebook and Twitter, whereas older generations tend to be on Facebook, Twitter, that kind of thing. And then it's a case of getting the right content onto those social media platforms. So it's it's difficult because you really need to work at and look at what's working. There's things that work for a long time and then they stop working and you've got to find new ways. It's really just trial and error on this basis. But stuff like putting teasers out for your podcast on social media, um, even making little clips from it, uh, putting competitions out, asking people to put reviews, that's a really good one. So uh, if you 
say on social media, oh, if you review my podcast, um, I'll put you in the prize draw to win whatever, whether it be merchandise or uh, an opportunity to feature on the show or whatever. That can really help because the better reviews that you get on things like iTunes, the more likely you will be picked up. Uh, Also with that, getting your actual fans to share you as well is very important. And a good way of doing that is to run competitions. That's a good idea. I also found the rule of thumb too when you're launching your podcast. So this this falls into the reach category is that you want to release three episodes when you first launch because if you get a hundred downloads per episode, that's three hundred downloads immediately right off the bat, and that launches you right into the iTunes new and noteworthy category. I've had much success with this. Um, I've launched many of popular shows. And I, like I said, I've been doing it since 2009, and I've had such success with podcasting. And that's generally how it works for me. When I launch it, we're teasing it. You know, like even before this show aired, the podcast whisper, we teased it. We let everybody know what it's about. We, we built an interest, and then we launched three shows, and we're right on iTunes News, new and noteworthy. All that advice is such great advice. Is you're, you can't get discouraged. You can't go into it thinking it's going to be an absolute hit immediately because it might not. It might take some time to catch, and that's that's okay. You know, I, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts now, and I'm hearing more and more the rawness of them, which I think is great. Like uh, like Laura Beth had said earlier about recording into your phone, there's plenty of people that do that now, and there's no editing. There's no nothing. You're living through their daily lives, which I think is great. And this is a new way for people to consume things. They're tired of the news. They're tired of terrestrial radio. It's the same thing. This is a new way people are consuming information. And also, you're an influencer, too. If they learn to trust you, they're, t- they're typically going to buy things from you. So now we're at the point where we you know, started. Now we're reaching people. The next stop, obviously, you want to make money. So how do we do that? Well, of course, the big one is Patreon. I'm sure you're well aware of Patreon. You can sign yes. up Patreon and it's one of those things that people are doubtful about it because like my mom talking to your parents about podcasting is like banging your head against a wall I tend to find it's they just don't get it (laughs) I was was saying to me mom oh your podcast's really good and they said well she went how do you make money at it how do people do that and I said oh people donate and she said oh what so that so they're not free you have to pay for them I said no no they are free but people can decide if they want to donate money. She went, well, who, who'd do that? And I said, there's a lot of people because the general consensus is, you know, with, I don't know, Netflix or with uh, your favorite musician, they've released a new album. You're probably going to want to buy it. You want to support their work. So if there's a podcast that you're really enjoying, it may well be that you're going to go, oh, well, I'll give them a dollar a month because I want to see them continue making these podcasts that I enjoy and it it goes way off the scales you know people with podcasts that are really really tiny still make money from Patreon but then of course there's sponsorships which you do have to be going a little while before you tend to get sponsorships unless of course you're a big company that people already know about but if you're just starting out you've got to expect that you've got to do quite a few episodes before you actually get sponsorships. And the way you can go about that is, obviously, we we hear all these the same ones. So people like HelloFresh and MailChimp and all those companies that are always in podcasts, you can contact them and they probably will be more than willing due to the fact that those kind of companies expect that the people listening to podcasts will more likely be their kind of customers. 
But if your podcast is about something specific, so if it's about um, cars, if it's about sort of automotive industry, you can contact on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever, contact these companies and say, oh, I do a podcast about cars. You're a car company. Would you like to sponsor on my podcast? And if they think that's worth their time, if you sort of say to them, oh, you know, look at my listeners, look at the output that I sort of do, then they may well sponsor you and you can put a little advert in your podcast. Or even if that fails, a lot of them will still share you on social media. So it can it, it often is a win-win. It's not as hard as most people think it is because there's a lot of affiliate programming out there too. And what that is, is basically like uh, dude wipes and, and like she had mentioned, HelloFresh and things like that. They don't pay you anything up front. What they do is they give you a code and it says like, you know, uh, put in podcast whisper at HelloFresh and get 25% off. And then you get a kickback from every person that subscribes via your podcast with your code. So, and, and there's a lot of money in that. There's, there's a lot of money in all that. And then there's your traditional sponsors who pay you before they, and then you work out a deal and, you know, things like that. But it's not as complicated as most people think it is. And, and now there's, uh, hosting platforms. Um, Anchor is one of them that will find you sponsorships as well. You got to be careful with things like that. So just be careful when you get into these, these situations because they, they pull you in, but then there's a whole big catch behind it. So just do your research before you do things like that. Find your niche. When you find your niche, you could reach out to that particular sponsor, as, as Laura Beth had said, you know, like cars or food or anything like that. So whatever's in that niche, you've got to find your avatar. You've got to know who's listening to your show so you can appeal to them. So let's kick it up a notch, Laura Beth. Let's talk about interviews. Um, I love your article about the, the questions you should be asking when you're interviewing people. And celebrities are not that hard to find. I promise you, they're not that difficult to reach out to. Let's talk about how to, how to get that big interview. Well, obviously, again, look at your podcast. What does your podcast need? What would your podcast benefit from? So it could be that you need to interview somebody about a specific topic that you aren't too clued up on, but it would fit with your podcast, in which case then you'd find an expert. And experts can be found anywhere. They're in universities, they're in schools, they're in libraries. They're pretty easy to get because they tend to be less busy than celebrities, I suppose. But celebrities aren't hard to find. You are right. It's often just a tweet and that can get you anything. Um, going to podcasting conventions, talking to like-minded people, talking to other podcasters, getting podcasters on your show and interviewing them can work really well. Um, lots of people do it. Um, I said before, the Potterless podcast, they do that all the time. The very premise of his show is that he interviews somebody about the Harry Potter books. He's not read them before. The other person that he's got on has, and then they discuss it. And a lot of them are other podcasters, and he's become involved in lots of like podcasting conventions and stuff through them. So that's definitely one to think about. But yeah, the celebrities thing, it's its easier than you think, but you've got to make sure that they are relevant. Um, for instance, with My Dad Wrote Porno, interestingly enough, they did quite a lot of episodes. And then suddenly they started doing these little sort of mini episodes in between their releases where they did an interview with a celebrity about the podcast. And the celebrities were people who were listening to the podcast enjoying it and they've tweeted saying oh I love my dad wrote a porno and then they've just gone 
would you like to come on the podcast? Would you like to come and do an interview with us? And they've done it and they've had like George Ezra and Emma Thompson on the podcast. So just go with it. You can never be too cheeky, is my opinion. Honestly, you know. (laughs) I think the cheekier the better. I think that because these celebrities are so into like, you know, the five same questions when they're doing a press junket and things. So I think if you're going to show them like you have a little bit of personality and it's not going to be, of course, they're looking at their reputation. What can you offer them and what can they offer you? You know, it's got to be an even exchange. But I think the cheekier the better, honestly. I've interviewed Dolly Parton, Taylor Dane, and and we've had some crazy conversations with them and they, they were the best interviews. Oh, I can't believe it. Dolly Parton, really? That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was she was phenomenal. I had a show called Get Unleashed um, back in 2009. Our, our motto was to unstrap your bra, sit back, relax, and get unleashed. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the show, I was like, so, Dolly, you know, did you have a great time unstrapping your bra and getting unleashed with us? And she just made these two badunk sounds like, bum, bum, bum. Yes, I did, she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is excellent. But yeah, on, as we were saying, you can never be too cheeky. Just ask. And if they say no, they say no, and that's it. And you've just got to get past that. But no isn't that bad, really. It's, the- it's sometimes hard to take a no, but no is no, and it's not going to hurt you. And you just carry on trying. Absolutely. And to that note, no means next opportunity. So just keep that in mind because you don't want to get discouraged when doing this because you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to reach out to 100 celebrities. You may get three or four of them, and that's okay, though. But you have to understand the difference between an expert and a celebrity is time as well. So the celebrities aren't going to give you an hour, two hours to talk about things that are going on. Experts will because that's what they do. They want to talk about their field of expertise. Celebrities just usually, not all of them, but mostly want to promote something that's upcoming. And that's the other thing. They probably won't talk to you unless they have something coming up because at the end of the day, they're human too. Oh, absolutely. In fact, it's a little bit strange if you do have them on your podcast when they're not promoting something unless of course it's very relevant but yeah I tend to find that if they are promoting something that does help not only helps your chances getting them but it also helps the flow of the interview because you're talking about something that they're probably going to be passionate about absolutely and you want to show up present too you want to ask the right questions um, you know, I, I've had a friend who interviewed Oprah and Oprah will not do an interview unless you are present and the questions are thoughtful, they're intelligent. That's not just like, hey, how you doing, Oprah? So what's next? She doesn't want that. <laughs> she wants something that is very structured, very like, you know, hey, this is what we're talking about. And, you know, and again, a lot of the celebrities, they're they're doing these press junkets. They're getting asked the same questions over and over again. So just whatever you do, just be present and make sure your, your questions are fully thought out. Absolutely. Um, but also don't go too overboard and start asking really off-the-wall questions because I have seen, <laughs> that, I've seen that go very wrong, in fact, before now. Yeah. It's a dance. You know, podcasting is a dance. It's just, you know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of labor, especially if you're doing it by yourself. I manage three shows currently and a full-time job, and this has turned into a second full-time job for me. You got to understand there's a lot of time that goes into it, but just the feeling of being listening to yourself and understanding and the interaction that you get, whether it's Twitter or wherever you're posting it, and the reviews, as Laura had said earlier, it's just a, a great feeling to knowing that people are listening to you. They might be not be a lot for now, but they're still listening, and someone out there is receiving your message. That's it. But, you know, you've got to get into this through loving it and be doing something that you want to do. Because 
if you sit there and go, oh, I'm only doing this to reach this many people, then you're not really doing it for the right reasons and you're going to find it more difficult to carry on than somebody who's doing it because one person's listened to their podcast and that's good enough. In fact, I had somebody who was messaging us about um, can we further promote their podcast because we do have a service here at podcast.co where we help promote your podcast on our social media because obviously a lot of people who are in the podcasting world are tuned into our social media. Um, And they messaged me and said, oh, can you put my podcast out on podcast of the day because I really want a few more listeners. And they were saying stuff like, oh, you know, I'm not getting many. I've only just started it. So we put it out. And I think within a few minutes of me putting them out, I think they got like seven more listeners. And this person was messaging me going, oh, thank you so much. I've got seven more listeners. I'm I'm so excited. Thank you. And, you know, they're doing that because they want to be doing it. And seven more listeners to a lot of people might sound like nothing and wasting their time. But to this person, it was they were very grateful. Yeah, it's got to be a passion project. I mean, again, you're not going to make money immediately. You may not ever make money off of this. This has to be something that you've got to be passionate about. We all have something to talk about. We all have opinions. That's what makes us so unique. We all have uh, experiences, life experiences that we've been through that other people think that they're the only one going through it or they can't come forward. I spoke to Bianca Ryan from America's Got Talent. She was the very first winner and she had a paralyzed vocal cord and she said that she didn't she wasn't going to come forward with it because she you know thought it was just one of those things where it was just weird and you know she had three surgeries and all this other stuff but it turns out that major celebrities like, Mar- like Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson had the same thing and just never spoke about it so we all have a story to tell and somebody out there can relate to that and we need to make sure that we put that message out there it's so true in fact I got tasked in university to make a podcast. I think it was a five-minute podcast about whatever I wanted. So I had a little think about it, and I came up with an idea where, because I lived in a flat building at the time, and I thought, I'm just going to knock on people's doors and just ask them to tell me their most interesting story. And I did. I just went around the flat building, and obviously people weren't in. People don't answer. But right. people didn't answer. They'd stand there, and they'd go, oh, no, no, I, I haven't got an interesting story. And you'd go, oh, come on, you know, anything, just tell me anything. And then they'd tell you something that was amazing. And everyone has one of those stories. Yeah, absolutely. We all have that story. And that's what's so brilliant about podcasting, though, is that it, you can't go into it for the the mindset of going, okay, I'm going to make a business out of this. You've got to go into the mindset of going, I'm going to help somebody with this. And then it turns into a business. I mean, there's so many ways that you can profit from podcasting. And that is sponsors. And that is building a business, whether you're helping mentoring other people. Like currently right now, I'm mentoring two other shows. Podcast.co is great for doing that as well. You know, they they have all these great articles. You can reach out. Hell, I got Laura Beth, the celebrity from podcast.co, just by reaching out. That's it. See, celebrity. I'm liking this. I'm liking it. I like you. <laughs> I said I'm up there with Dolly Parton now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, anybody I talk to is a celebrity in my eyes, no matter how big you are, because you're taking the time out of your day to talk to me about something that, you know, we all need advice about. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, I. that's what we're here for. It's what we want to do. We want to see people better themselves and better podcasts. Absolutely. And that's why I created this show, The Podcast Whisper, because again, I've had so much, you know, I've had failures, I've had successes, and I've been through so much with podcasting. And there's not many mentors out there. And I think that that's a big issue in the podcast community these days is that people are holding their secrets. They're just like, oh, what 
most people don't understand is that it doesn't work overnight. And it, you could be a part of a club, you could be a part of anything you want, but you've paid that money. And just because it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So you kind of have to find your own journey. But if you have a mentor along the way or helpful articles like podcast.co or helpful people like Laura Beth who can just kind of help you with that because you might get stuck in a rut. You don't need to pay $1,000 to get out of that rut. You just need somebody to say, hey, try it this way instead. Get a different set of eyes on it. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of messages from people who've been doing their podcast for two, three years and they've got thousands of listeners and they're doing very well. But then they come to us and say, it, it's kind of flatlined. We've we've come to sort of a plateau. And, you know, what can we do to improve that? And then we give our advice. We share our articles with them. We talk them through, have a look at their podcast um, and offer suggestions dependent on what they send us and what they want, really. So, you know, if, if anyone who's listening to this has an issue like that, feel free to message us on podcast.co. Uh, you just go onto our website, little chat box comes up. You can ask us anytime and we will get back to you as soon as we can. And, Absolutely. Uh, definitely don't think, oh, well, I'm not just beginning. I'm not starting out. I don't need to ask for help or I feel like I can't ask for help. Any stage, even if, if Joe Rogan messaged us, we'd help him. <laughs> <laughs> And that's great because I tell you what, when I first started this, I started a little platform called Blog Talk Radio back in 2009. And back then, it wasn't as big as it is now. There wasn't the microphones. Or if there was, it's just something I wasn't willing to pay for at that time. And so we did everything through a phone line. So you can imagine how the quality sounds. So talking to Dolly Parton through a phone line, you know, it was like, it was kind of crazy. But my co-host at the time, Liz, was like, you need quality. It's quality. And I'm like, no, 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 Liz, it's nothing to do with the quality. It's all about the content. Boy, was I wrong. The moment that we started upgrading our equipment and doing different things and the quality rose, we've got a hell of a lot more uh, listeners, sponsors, more attention altogether. So, And now it's so budget-friendly. Like she said earlier, $30 headphones, $30 microphone. Hell, even your phone. You already have a microphone right in front of you. That's it. And strangely enough, you know, phone quality is quite good these days. You know, Especially now, it's brilliant. But it's one of those things that you don't need to be discouraged from the start. Just start with something, you know, a rubbish microphone that plugs into your laptop. And when you're, because your content obviously does shine through, when that does improve and you start getting the more listeners and you get a bit of money off Patreon or whatever, then look to upgrade your equipment and you'll find that your reach will improve with that because you'll have both the quality and the content working together. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Laura Beth, for your time. What what parting words do you have for our listeners? Oh, I thought about this. Um, <laughs> just just go out and do it. If you've not started a podcast yet and you're thinking, oh, I'd like to, because I speak to so many people that would like to, just do it. Just try it. And things will work and things won't work, but you'll enjoy yourself. So whatever, whatever stage of the journey you're at, just carry on. Just get it. Just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to that end, I will say as well, please keep in mind that the universe, God, who, whatever you call him or her, did not give your vision to other people. So you can, you're the only one that can nurture that vision. So understand that promoting to your friends and family is a good idea to start, but you really have to find your niche. The The worst advice I ever got was, have your friends and family listen, have your friends and family listen, because they just don't get it. 
because they're not in that niche. Unless it's something that they truly, truly like or something they, of course, they're going to want to support you, but they're not going to support you as much as the people who actually want to listen to you. So keep in mind that the universe or God or whomever did not give your vision to anyone else but you, and you are the one who has to grow that vision. Absolutely. So thank you again. So where can they find you, Laura? Uh, You can find us at podcast.co. We have all our articles. We have all the information about booking our studios if you're in England. Uh, Oh, interestingly, we're hoping to open some in New York and in London. So eventually we'll spread to there. But yes, find us at podcast.co. All our information is there. And I personally, or our social media is obviously podcast.co. That's on both Twitter and Instagram. And my personal Twitter is Laura Beth Real. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'm David Allen. This is Laura Beth. This is the Podcast Whisper. You can always follow us on Twitter at the Pod Whisper. And if you want your show to be reviewed, go to reviewmypod.com and submit it there. Until next time, my friends.